It's episode 64. We're here in the notes of a goon studio. I'm, I got my, Mike, I got my play, my reverse playoff beard. What? What? I'm wearing for the Goon Squad. That's our team, the Houston Texans. Right. So I grew this beard. It has nothing to do with the fact that I just haven't had a chance to go to the barber, and I don't like to trim my own beard. So I've got this beard. Look at this woolly beard I've got. It's crazy. It's your playoff beard? This is my reverse playoff beard. What's a reverse playoff beard? So it's not the playoffs. Right. It seems very unlikely that uh, the Goon Squad will make the playoffs. Ooh. So I decided to grow my beard before the playoffs to try to get them into the playoffs, Mike. I mean... It has a- nothing to do with the fact that my barber was on vacation <laughs> last week when I needed a haircut the most. And I wanted to get a haircut last week, and then this way I could schedule my next haircut right before Skankfest. That has nothing to do with why I grew my beard. It's not because my fucking barber's in Aruba, even though it wasn't even cold last week. It has nothing to do with that, Mike. It's my reverse playoff beard because the Goon Squad, the Houston Texans, won their first motherfucking game as soon as I started growing this motherfucking beard. And now i got to keep it until they lose another game, which will probably be Sunday. Uh okay, Chris. Well, there's a there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, it's a reverse playoff beard. You see, I'm I'm turning the whole thing on its head, Mike. Yeah, I mean the 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 main thing to unpack there for me uh, is that they got their their first win in the first game of the season. Did they? I thought it was this weekend. No, no, no. They're not keeping. First of all, where's my Olympics music? I didn't know we were doing this segment. We're getting right into it, Mike. I, well, and then we got to talk about some other stuff. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't have any Olympics music. All right, well, let me work the on The fucking, that. look, we might win the bronze with that one. We're tied for third, you told me, in the division? Yeah, we're tied for third in the division. Good squad, baby. But, but, uh, on top of that, right, the, the. That's the bronze medal. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, so the, uh, the current. Oh, here we go. There we go. That's something for you. Uh, that's our Olympics music. So the uh, this is the theme to the Olympics every year when they light the torch. Every year. Every year when they have the Olympics. Every year, twice a year in the summer. Everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody knows this is the Olympics music. Uh, when everybody hears this, they go Olympics. Right. So uh, yeah. So the the division leading Titans are right now playing the Buffalo Bills, and they're probably going to lose. So they're only going to be two games out of the lead of the division. It's within striking distance, baby. It's all thanks to the beard, baby. Goon Squad. That's what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> We're going to win the Olympics, baby. <coughs> win the Olympics. <coughs> Goon Squad. Goon Squad is getting the gold medal for football at the Olympics. There's Hell, no doubt about there's that. No, there's no doubt. Fucking crushing. At least the bronze medal. Man, whenever they play this at the Olympics, I just get so much national pride. Right, right. Even though it's an international competition. Well, because I think about the, how the Americans, and particularly the Texans, are going to really stomp out all those other shit countries without guns. Yeah, I mean, I think the... Uh, Dude, if there was a pistol-whipping competition, the Texans would definitely win. You think just the team? Yeah, just the team, the Houston Texans. If they, they should have pistol-whipping in the Olympics next... next uh, probably a winter sport, I think. Yeah, I mean, they could add it to the biathlon. Make it the triathlon, and then, you know, boom, you shoot the, the target while you're skiing, and then you got to gun butt no, someone. No, no, I don't think you gun butt somebody. I think you drop the shotgun, pull out a pistol, and knock out a woman. Ah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they just got to send a woman running in to stop you from firing off on your skis, because that seems crazy. 
I can't I can't believe what I was thinking there. I'm, yeah. You're correct. I'm wrong. All right, you can turn this down. We got to talk about some other sports that aren't in the Olympics. Basketball, not in the Olympics. Obviously. Uh, so you're telling me that Kyrie basketball music? Yeah, can I have some basketball music, Mike? <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, this is this is my kind of podcast now. <laughs> Just give me some basketball music. Some good old fashioned. Everybody associates the sh- the the song with basketball. Basketball music. Ways to write a song in the most unusual way came to me when I was in Europe about four or five years ago. I was trying I, to I didn't write know I was doing a sports the, theme, and I did not have a piano. I didn't know I was doing the live version. I so um, mm. I did probably what many of you have done. Face myself. Special I know it has to. Why is John Tesh still talking? Hi, this is a message for me about the. Holy shit! This is a lot of John Tesh action. You hear that? That's dribbling a basketball. Is that John? T- John Tesh was the host of Entertainment Tonight in the nineties. Oh, this is some basketball ass basketball music right here, Mike. Yeah, it's called Round Ball Rock, and it fucking rules. It's the best sports song ever. Was this the NBA Inside Stuff thing theme back in the day? I think it was the NBA on NBC. That's it. Yeah. Back when I used to watch that. Yeah, dude, when Jordan was killing in the nineties, John Tesh was the theme dude, song. You of really all that. couldn't. Not watch basketball back then. Yeah, it's true. It felt like they were going to overtake the NFL. I mean, globally they have. Well, even now, I'm talking about in the United States. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, you know, it could still get there. It's still growing larger than football in the United States. I mean, granted, football's ratings are way up this year. Uh, he's an Ironman triathlon, a news anchor, and a reporter. Well, you're saying football's ratings were up this year? Uh, this so last year they were down, like the 2020 season. Yeah, but this 2021 season, I, I just heard something earlier today where ratings were up 73. percent I this bet, season. I bet they count Nielsen ratings differently for those bar packages. Because you know those bar packages that cost like 50 grand for the season. You know what? That makes sense. So they probably count that to the occupancy of the bars that weren't counting last year. Exactly. Interesting. Um. And I think I think football was always just that kind of weird communal sport, more so that people watch basketball games alone mostly. I think unless it's the playoffs, like the early basketball and baseball, you kind of watch maybe with a friend, but you like watch those any of those long sports, you kind of watch alone. I mean, football is a long sport, but I mean the uh... it's, no, but I'm talking about football is 16 weeks once a week. Like you're watching a lot of home, you're watching a lot of midseason games for basketball, hockey baseball and you're kind of just throwing them on in your house in the background right yeah i mean that's what it comes down to just the amount of games like the only time i ever really i've said this on the show is like the only time you can really follow baseball closely is if you're in a deep depression and just need to like lounge around on your couch when the local games are on (laughs) truth you know what i mean in the middle of the day on a saturday because you can't see the sun and people smiling obviously um, but anyway, to our basketball news. We have had this conversation before. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'll bring it up every time. <laughs> John Tesh uh, was, by the way, the co-host of Entertainment Tonight. Just needed yes. to clean that up. And also a European superstar, correct? Uh, what now? Well, isn't he a singing superstar in Europe akin to uh, 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 Hasselhoff? <sighs> Look it up. I think he's just a regular superstar, dude. Round Ball Rock is fucking iconic. All right. Well, this has been basketball news. No, wait. There was something else. Yeah. Yeah, the Kyrie Irving thing. 
Right. He can't play because he's not vaccinated. Right. So he uh, he refuses to get vaccinated. He won't explain why he won't get vaccinated. He just keeps relying, like, keeps going back to it's a personal choice thing. Uh, so I'm not going to... I appreciate that. I respect right. that. Here's the problem. Uh, in New York State, the rules are thus. If you are a visiting player, right? Why is there state... Here's the thing. If you're an employee of a business with under 100 employees, right? Uh, you could just get tested once a week. Okay. You don't have to show proof of vaccination. Do you really think the Brooklyn Nets have less than 100 employees? I bet they have several corporations within the Brooklyn Nets, and he is a se- on a separate payroll under a different LLC. I'm with 100% than the fucking... No. You think the entire organization is significantly over 100 people? Yeah, because that's how the that's the way that that basketball is structured, right? So their sal- the way the salary cap works is fifty percent of the money that comes in that the that the the teams generate goes to the players, fifty percent goes to the owners, and then that out of that fifty percent that the owners get, they have to divvy that up to pay like, you know, everything. Like they have to pay everyone who works for them. Everyone that's what who I'm saying. Sells I would imagine those are two different corporations with an umbrella, like. So let's say you own five rental properties, Mike. Okay. You would have a different corporation for each rental property, but then you would also have a corporation that owns those five corporations. So I would imagine there's an umbrella corporation that owns two corporations, one that pays the players and one that pays the employees, and there's not 100 players on the nets. I don't think that's true. I genuinely do think it's 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 one business. I don't know. Rich people structure shit. I've been learning a little bit about some... Corporate structure stuff lately, and I don't okay. know a lot about sports. I will throw that out there. Right. I so, probably know significantly more about corporate structure, which is the thing I've been reading about for the last four days. Well, here's why that would screw that up, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, because that money that comes in, if you were to split that up into two different corporations and those were taxed differently and you had different, you know, if you had different uh, businesses within there, um, that would that would uh, yeah that would hurt like the the revenue stream for the no league. it would all come into the top corporation and then trickle down into two separate corporations yeah I don't know I mean I I somebody is listening furious I'm furious that you that I think this yes it's not that's not the case that's not how basketball works they have a commissioner who uh, tells them what they can and can't do is it Sergeant Slaughter no he was it's... the commissioner of the WWF back in the day. I figure he's got the He's got the uh, experience. They could uh, hire him as the commissioner of the NBA. No, it's actually just a laptop that Michael Cole reads every now oh. and then. <laughs> oh, it's an anonymous uh, NBA GM. No, it's a uh, it's a gentleman by the name of Adam Silver. Oh, I know. That guy's a real scumbag, correct? He, well, I mean, he's, he's... I don't know if he's a real scumbag. He's... Be the year to work for him someday? You're gen- a real fucking slick bastard. We're going to get to that in a second. Generally speaking, people seem to like Adam Silver where they didn't necessarily like his predecessor, David Sturt. Is that the guy I hate? Who's the guy who runs the NFL? That's Roger Goodell, and he is a noted scumbag. That's the scumbag I'm thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just heard a name you knew. Yeah. Um, so I don't see – so the, the way it's structured is you're saying that visiting athletes are allowed to compete. Yeah, so but if vi- you live if you play for a New York team, you must be vaccinated. So if yeah, so you, if you do not live in New York state and you are visiting New York state for work, you are allowed to go about your business, do that work as long as you present a, a negative covid test. Okay. Um that includes athletes, which is why Michael Chandler is going to be allowed to fight at Madison Square Garden on November 
uh, 9th, I think it is. Like, I looked all that up for that reason, right? Uh, however, right, because Kyrie Irving plays his home games in Brooklyn and he's a resident of New York, um, New York State says, like, you want to work here for this corporation, do this thing, show up to the sporting event at mm-hmm. this venue, you got to be vaccinated. Mm. I mean, I think that's kind of bullshit. I don't think an elite-level athlete should have to be vaccinated. First of all, it's probably significantly easier for them to control the amount of people they're around. Like, for example, me, I am not an elite-level athlete. I'm right below that. Um, But I'm around you, and you've been blowing your nose like crazy for the last three hours. That's allergies. Sure, Mike. I mean, I only have slight body chills. I mean, we're both going to die after this, I'm sure. Um... But I, I don't have a – so are people – what are people actually – people are mad at him because he's still getting paid, correct? Uh, no. So he stands to lose millions and millions of dollars. Oh, and he doesn't give a shit. Well, yeah, he can't get his game checks because NBA players get paid based on the games they play. If you're okay. injured, obviously that doesn't go against you. But you don't get your game checks if the games aren't played. So he's losing millions of dollars, and so are, people are mad at him because he's not playing – so they're mad at him because he keeps holding. So, like, the Brooklyn Nets are supposed to be the best team in the NBA this year. They're the odds on favor to win the title. Okay. Um, it's because they have uh, James Harden, uh-huh. Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, right? Okay. Like, it's the best big three in the NBA right now. Uh, he, uh, okay, vaccine to hold out Kyrie Irving on losing $17 million. His response, so what? Pretty baller. Yeah, that's the most baller thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And considering the word baller was invented to talk about <laughs> NBA players. True. Um, I, I I respect this move. I think he's going to win the Olympics. They could have him on the Texans. I mean, they could. You know, there's no... Probably could use a power forward. He's a point guard. Either way. And also... He's, At right. this point, I just say things to annoy you when it comes to this shit. You, you I understand. can tell. Uh, so he went on his Instagram live on Wednesday, said, do what's best for you, but I'm not an advocate for either side. I'm doing what's best for me. I know the consequences here, and if it means that I'm judged and demonized for that, that's just what it is. That's the role I play. Uh, Irving will go half of his $35 million salary by missing all Nets home games in Brooklyn, where he's eligible. So he's playing away games. Well, yeah, because he's allowed to play those. He just can't play the home games. Dog. <laughs> This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. First of all, fuck that shot. Any Brooklyn Nets fan is a Fairweather fan. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? Like, well, I don't know a lot about sports, but I do remember all the pictures of people who never watched basketball a day in their life posting a photo with the hashtag fan since day one on Instagram when they opened that fucking stadium. Okay. But there were some Nets fans who moved over from Jersey. Gentrifiers, fuck them. I mean, move their support over, not their bodies over. Why would you? Why would you leave the suburbs to go live in Brooklyn? People do it all the time. Yeah, I, I, I still regret it. You can always move back, Mike. You got your license back. It's true. I do have my license now. You could commute. God, my life would be so much better. God, if I didn't have roots here. It'd be gone. But we got to talk about more sports. And you know what? I, mean? I didn't introduce you the correct way, Mike. Okay. I usually start the show and I go, I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn, Chris Vega. Uh, 
you know, fuck with the show. Uh, we love you. Uh, and then I go, and I'm, as always, joined by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. Yes, sir. Now, Mike, your job, you're a comedy club booker, and you've always been a producer. Yeah. The entire time I've known you. Yeah. You produced this show. Uh-huh. Uh, you used to produce the Real Ass Podcast. Uh, yeah, once upon a time. You were the producer of uh, Believe You Me with Michael Bisbing and Louis J. Gomez, correct? Well, I mean, Louis now, was never in the Now, title. you've been promoted to co-host, I hear. Well. Now, for some reason, Louis, our friend, your mentor. That's a strong word. Uh, your mentor, <laughs> Again, Louis J. Gomez. Strong word. Uh, uh. My uh, business partner, employer, and friend, your friend and mentor, uh, not on that show, mysterious circumstances surround it, and you co-host now of the Believe You Me podcast with Michael Bisbet. Second Mike. Well, I mean, you're I... the literally, literally second <laughs> Mike. You are the silver medal Mike on that show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this cough is becoming a problem. But yes, yes. Uh, well, not really. I'm not technically the co-host. So the co-host is going to be a rotating... You the fans. It's going to be a rotating panel of uh, of fighters and personalities and people from the sport that Bisbee's going to have on for like a longer form thing. And my... That sounds like guests. Right, and my role mm -hmm. is just going to be to tee them up. That sounds like a co-host job. That kind of sounds like what I have you do here, even though I call you a producer. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm All right. essentially the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you say that. Can you do me a favor and pull up the thumbnail for the newest episode of Believe You Me with Michael Bisbing? Uh, yeah, let me check on that. I'd love to take a look at the thumbnail. Okay, let's see here. Uh, huh. Let's see. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is the thumbnail that I assume you made. Um... That's a picture of you and a picture of Michael Bisping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, you guys seem to be talking about the Sean Strickland uh, Cheeto Vera fight. They're not fighting. It's uh, Sean Strickland was a guest. out with each other? Sean Strickland's 185 pounds. Cheeto Vera's 135. They're not fighting. They're not going to fight each other? No. That would be illegal. Not in a mutual combat state, Mike. <sighs> okay. Mutual combat should be the new show that we start in places where we just get people to fight each other that are different weights. Pull that thumbnail back up. Why'd you take that down? I'm still talking about it. So it seems like you guys look pretty buddy-buddy over this Zoom call. Always have been. Yep. Always had a good relationship with Bisbee. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about kicking your friend and mentor, Luis J. Gomez, out of you know a show he's built for longer than Gas Digital has existed? I mean, that show came over from SiriusXM. That was called The Countdown. That's well, no. It's it's been around as long as Gas Digital has been around. Well, in this iteration, but you know that team has been together since longer than this company. Well, company started same year as uh, the Countdown. If you say so, Mike. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying it's on I, the old Sirius XM. So rush. how do you feel about it? It's it's a weird thing, man. It's like I get it. They're paying you the big bucks to do this. Now. They're not. You're not getting paid any more money for this. Did not get a raise. So you're literally just. Sitting in on this show, in Lewis's seat, for clout? I'm to keep the show going. I don't understand, Mike. I it's I it's good for the network to have this show on the network. Why is that? 
Because we sell ads. BYM with Michael Harrington and Michael Bisping? No, no, it's not that. It's just Believe You Me with Michael Bisping. Always has been, always will be. That's the name of the show. How does Lewis feel about the fact that you've usurped him in his co-host role? Lewis uh, actually hit me up during the show today to ask me how it was going, and when I told him that thankfully the guests were doing all the heavy lifting, he responded with good, because he is a good executive producer of the podcast network that he owns. I'm sure he's heartbroken. I'm sure he's heartbroken that his friend and and, uh, ward is... (laughs) I'm his ward. His I'm, ward. His, I'm the Dick Grayson who yeah. was Batman. You are, yes. You were the, when you came here, you were a ward of the state. That's how you came to work here. And then he took you under his wing. And now I am Nightwing. You're, now you're Nightwing. You've broken off from him to do his job. Dude, I'm going to grow a sweet mullet, start rocking fucking 70s disco fashion. Mm. It's going to be tight. It's going to be pretty good. So I bet I could bag a fucking bitch like Starfire. Why not? I mean, sure, aliens exist. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. It seems it seems really it seems really fucked up to me that you're doing this to your friend and mentor. Again, mentor, very strong word. I mean, he started fighting, and then you started fighting. He started. Uh, a, he was a co-host of Michael Bisbing, and now you're the co-host of Michael Bisbing. Okay, I guess mentor is apropos then. Yeah. You you brought up two examples, and he's I'm sold. A, he's a guy who cheats on his keto diet constantly, and you're a guy I just watched eat a bunch of fried rice. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that applies here. I've never claimed keto. So you seem to be mad at me that I was busting your chops about this earlier. Yeah, because it's I just want to—I have one show on this network that I work on. I have one show that I work on on Gas Digital Network anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I no longer work on Godfrey, no longer work on Without a Country, no longer work on on uh, Real Ass Podcast or any of those other shows that you mentioned that I used to work on, mm-hmm. right? The only show I have is Believe You Me. Mm-hmm. It's the first one we've done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking podcast producer. I Did you get paid for those two weeks that you didn't do the show? No. Not at all? No. I mean, you got to work on your contract deal. I don't have you a contract. Hold out, like, you got to hold out like Kyrie Irving is holding out for these home games. I'm an independent contractor. So is he, apparently. It's not true. He gets health insurance. I'm sure he pays for his own health insurance. No, it comes through the... Through oh, the, they have a union. Yeah. You guys should start a union. That would be adorable. I'm going to tell Ralph you said that. I mean, tell him I said it would be adorable, too. Because <laughs> otherwise, that would be out of context. <laughs> We want medical marijuana. <laughs> <coughs> All right. <coughs> what do you think the gas digital strike demands would be? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd assume for most of the employees uh, to get rid of you. Okay. Um, probably an ounce of mids. Probably some sort of ounce of weed. A, a large amount of weed, I would say. I think an ounce of mids a week. Mids. I don't think anybody would say mids. I think they would say weed. And you would get mids. Mm. You'd prefer higher grade weed. No, I feel like Ralph is going to put mids in the contract. You think he's going to argue for it? He's going to be like, look, I'm not, I'm not paying top dollar for an ounce. That's crazy. That's true. Why would he do that? Why would he? So an ounce a week. I mean, I can't really see much else that you get. We, we already have snacks. We do have snacks now. There's also snacks. liquor in the cabinet at all times. Okay. So, yeah, probably an ounce of mids a week. Mm-hmm. And maybe acid once a quarter. 
So we're just like I was thinking. I mean, what would you guys want? What's it? What, uh, healthcare. Healthcare. What is that? Insurance. So we can go see doctors when I'm coughing like this. I mean, I really wish you'd go see a doctor. It's, I wish I could. I'm really glad there's that glass in between us. It won't be for long. You have to come out of that room eventually. That's true, and you've just been coughing in there. I mean, I could just live here. This room is mostly the air in this room that I'm in mm-hmm. right now. This it's mo- mostly cough. It's mostly cough, mm. right? Like the you know, it's just this one room here. So I feel like I've replaced most of the air by taking it into my lungs and then coughing. But you got out. COVID tested today, right? Uh, yesterday. You did? Yeah. And you're fine. Yeah. I well, I lost my. Way. I lost. I woke up yesterday morning and I. I opened a new bag of weed, I took a sniff, and I couldn't smell it. And I smelled Fruit Loops, couldn't smell that either, so I was like, ah, I think I got it. So I went and I got the COVID test, and they were like, nope. Oh, I'm not too worried then. Yeah. It's probably just like the regular flu or something. I'm pretty sure I can't get COVID anyway. Yeah, dude. COVID's for pussies. I just can't get it, man. Yeah. I got that type O blood, you know? Yeah, same. Yeah. That's the one that's a universal donor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. We got to move on and say, I just want to really quick, we should probably have done this before. But uh, I got to plug the uh, December 9th, that headlining show I'm doing at the Tiny Cupboard. I'm through $5. Shane Smith, Zach Amico on the show. That's a good fucking lineup. You said you were going to outbook me, Mike, last week. Remember that? Yeah. You said you were going to book all my friends. <laughs> Most of them are out of town. I got Shane Smith and Zach Amico coming through. <laughs> What's up, Mike? You coming? I mean, I could try. You're not going to come? I, I think I have to work that night. I mean, you took off for your brother's wedding this weekend. No, I have Fridays off. Yours is a Saturday, right? No, it's a Thursday. Yeah, Thursdays I got to work too. But I work. You can't swap a Thursday for a Friday? Bro, I've been trying to swap days with this chick, Christine, for weeks. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, every time, she's fucking busy. Mm-hmm. She's never available for a fucking day swap. By the way, can I just that? Is there anything worse than that? Like I know like somebody who can never that will be a dick always, dude. I actually this chick just took two weeks off to get married and go on her honeymoon, and she couldn't give me one day. I I've literally said this to oh for your brother's wedding, you mean? No, I I, I my brother's wedding was on a Friday, uh-huh. so I was already off for that. I got a med to switch with me for Thursday, mm-hmm. and then I worked. Uh... You figured it out. Whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking about this. It used to fucking drive me nuts. I think maybe I said this to you at some point, too. Whereas, like, when I was a bouncer, the guy who would work Saturdays when I worked Fridays would always ask me to work a random day, and it would be a three-day weekend. And then anytime I needed off, he'd be like, I can't. And I'd be like, yo, you're the fucking worst, dude. I'm asking you for two-day weekends. You're asking for the Saturday of a three-day weekend off so you can go to wet, go away. I'm just trying to get the money that I need. Like, it's like if I knew it was a three-day weekend, I probably would have said no to a few of those, too. Like, but I just don't ever realize it's a three-day weekend before a three-day weekend. Who does that? You People know, if you know jobs. it's Columbus Day a week in advance, you're an asshole. If you remember that it's Columbus Day next week. You're a dickhead. Martin Luther King Day, unless you're black, dickhead. Columbus Day was last week. I'm just saying, it's like if you know one of these holidays, President's Day, go fuck yourself. No. You know what President's Day is? You could suck my dick. It's in the middle of February somewhere. Yes, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's You should never know the week. Look. 
Chris, you should never wake up on a day and be like, I need to get somebody to cover my day so I can have an extra day in my three-day weekend. Fuck you. No, Chris, you're wrong. You just don't, you've never worked in an office. That's what it is, right? Like, you've never worked a job where they respect three-day weekends, have you? I'm trying to think, Mike. Yeah, like, you worked in restaurants, uh-huh. right? Those don't, those are open every day, mm-hmm. especially on holidays, because they're busiest on holidays. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I'm just saying, Mike. Like, if, if it actually was a day off for you, you would 100% mark that on your fucking calendar. Yes, you would. I absolutely would. It would be a pleasant surprise every Sunday. No. When somebody called me, just like it used to be, it would be a pleasant surprise Every Sunday when somebody goes, hey, you want to go to the bar tonight? And I'd be like, well, it's Sunday. We have to get up at 8 a.m. to be in the office by 9 tomorrow. And they'd go. You've never once said that. No. <laughs> You've never once said that. I would. <laughs> in the scenario that you're pitching to me, Mike. In that scenario, somebody would have mentioned it on Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, I'd be like, Sh- I would have already. The person who does that is the kind of tool bag I would have tuned out first two weeks of working in an office. Everybody's not going to be talking about that. Who talks about that around here? Because we don't get the day off. Fair. Any place you work where you get the but day off. the type of person around here who would talk about that? Alex. G-Mike. G-Mike. Yeah. Those are two people that if I had to work in a cube near them, tuned out. No. Mostly tuned out. <coughs> I bet Paul would be thinking about it. Wouldn't be talking to me about it. Frank would definitely be talking Wouldn't about it. Wouldn't be talking to me about it. Chris, is there anyone here you would talk to if you worked in an office? If I worked in an office, I wouldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> that sounds stupid. Working so, in an office sounds terrible. Yeah, so all of this is, is a presupposed stupid thing. But I would sit down and put my nose to the grindstone, and then it would be a pleasant surprise on Sunday when I found out I had Monday off. Is all I'm saying. December 9th, headlining show. Shane Smith, Zach Amico, Tiny Cupboard. I'll be there. It's going to be great. Moving on. Mike, I had to talk about... I didn't catch the first part of the drop, so I had to do it again. It's all good. Mike, I had to talk about something real quick, and it's, uh, it's not going to be real quick, because I am uh, fired up about a thing. Oh? I don't get fired up about things very often, uh, but I saw something uh, about a tax proposal from... One, Joe Biden. Actually, we call him Joey Bidness on this show. Um, that we do. He, he is a man who is the president, and um, this is the proposal from Janet Yellen. They want to do this thing where they want to, if any bank account has more than $600 in it, or if it has $600 in transactions, they want banks to report all of the money in and out of the thing. Um, can you do me a favor? Uh, pull up. In and out of the account? In and out of the account. They, they, they're not going to track the transactions, what you spend money on. But they want to track all of the money in and out of your account. How many t- how many dollars left on a certain Flows transaction? In and, once it hits $600. So let's say for most Americans, one rent check. <coughs> Pay your car note. That's $600. Of course. So now they can track... That Now, there's a lot of people making the argument that the IRS is so overworked that they'll never be able to process all that information. But the information still exists, and it's out there. Now, a lot of people are... I sent you a few pictures that I want you to pull up. Pull up the first one. So, 
as soon as this came out, a bunch of... Uh, Is this the first one? Let's the one of the headlines. That. Yeah. So as soon as this came out, a bunch of people came out and were like, this is going to allow the government to spy on your transactions. And then a bunch of news organizations went, no, that's stupid. You can't actually spy on the transactions. Because, And then look at the headlines. Pull them back up. No, uh, Biden's IRS proposal won't spy on you. Is Biden really planning to spy on your bank account? Fact check. Claim about the IRS monitoring bank accounts over $600 exaggerates reality. Facts around IRS proposal... Some claim would allow spying on Americans' bank accounts. Now, here's the thing, Mike. It's not about the fucking spying on the actual transaction. It's about knowing how much money is coming in and out of your fucking bank account that causes the actual problem. Now, here, now pull up the highlighted thing. I posted this on Instagram with the caption that I thought was pretty funny. Say goodbye to paying for drugs with Venmo, but pull this up. This is from the same CNN article. Under that proposal, banks would be required to submit annual reports to the IRS on gross inflows and outflows on accounts, both business and personal. Personal, Mike. With at least $600 with transactions of at least $600 in a year. That is the fucking thing. They know that you're, the money's coming in and out. The, you know who this fucks over, Mike? This fucks over, first of all, how do you pay all your comics, Mike? Uh, Venmo. Venmo. That's a bank account. Yeah, but that's taxable anyway. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so that comes in, but I'm just saying it's anybody who gets paid under the table. If you get paid in cash, in tips, and you put it in, why the fuck are the Democrats going after the working poor who maybe have a side hustle? It's insane. $600? That's nuts. And to have $10,000 in a checking account? I don't give a fuck. You're still middle class. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's what the Democrats do. But this is what I'm saying is like... It's They're fucking largely, over the middle class. Look, it's wildly popular. I don't know if I agree with it because I've said on the show before, the federal bid system is broken. That's the only way you can ever get any proper spending going on but the fact of the matter is they've done polls on this taxing the rich is actually a popular fucking proposal why are you just coming after and here's the thing here's something i know i'm being a little disjointed on this but here's what's been driving me nuts about this when donald trump uh passed his tax plan remember that yes okay he eliminated deductions for the middle class which was fucking abhorrent and it was kind of grossly, like, teachers couldn't write off school supplies anymore, all this shit. And people were posting about that shit nonstop on Instagram and Facebook and this. Mike, you're glued to your phone most of the day. Have you seen any posts about this? Uh, just from you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to lie, actually. I have seen a few people have been talking about this. Okay, I'm just going to say, I saw, I saw a friend of mine today who literally was like, you were the only person I saw post about that. Mm. How is no one fucking talking about this? It's an insane fucking thing. Dude, pull up the next picture. All right. Uh, are we talking about this one? Yes. So this is just more of the crazy things about um, the misrepresentation of the spying thing. This is what the media does. is They tell you about the spying thing, but... Um, uh, they tell you about the fucking, they, they go, oh, well, these people are crazy about spying. They're crazy about spying. They're not spying on you, but they're monitoring your fucking money in and out. This is what I was thinking about the other day. If this is happening, imagine this right now, money in and out. This happens under George H.W. Bush, right? right? Imagine this happens. We still have, we have online transaction. This, this thing happens. We don't get hip hop. 
What do you mean? Do you remember under George H.W. Bush when, like, NWA was a problem and they were having congressional hearings about this shit? No. Dude, it was a real fucking thing. I remember Public Enemy. Public Enemy was a thing. A lot of these old hip-hop groups. And do you think none of them ever took a dollar under the table and deposited an account for anything? You talking about Death Row Records? Oh, yeah, fair. You, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I just want to know how the fuck these scumbags are going to continue to get bribed without the use of banks. Here's the thing. It's like I said. So a lot of these news sites, CNN, that CNN article that we pulled up, they had another part in there where they were just like, well, the IRS can't actually do anything, but they have the information. So here's the thing. Let's say you're a dissenter, correct? Sure. Um, now, you're talking a lot of shit about the government. The government could just jam you up with a tax charge because you've spent over $600, and now you have to explain all of the $600 in-and-out Venmo fucking transactions into your fucking account. And I'm, that's the thing that was worrying me the most was the Venmo, PayPal, all that shit. That we're all, it's all ubiquitous now. So now if you sit down and you take a check, like if you put everything on your card to get the points and everybody Venmos you at a table, that's $600. If you're at a big dinner, sure, that could easily be $600. And I'm like, that's the scary part of this. They've got something on everyone now. <coughs> Literally anybody that they want to shut down. And then I found out, like you said, pull up the CNBC article that I sent. The, just the headline on. They already passed this. What? If you have over $600, not this. No, that is from a... Different story from later. Oh, okay. I don't uh, know what I missed. The that CNBC one. thing that I sent you just a little while ago. This one? Oh, shit. My bad. You're such a fucking... Hey, hey. Stalwart. Stalwart. Thank stalwart. you. It's going to become harder to avoid telling the IRS about income from selling stuff online. Uh, this is just for an online thing. That's what uh, CNBC is going for. But this came out in uh, March 26th. And read this. It automatically creates a 1099K if you have $600 in and out of your Venmo account for anything. And again, like how you fucking, how you send money to comics or how, look, man, that's how you kind of get paid if you do handyman work around a house that used to be cash. You get paid in Venmo, right? Yeah. Like, so it's like, so they've already passed this. You know how they passed it? It was in a climate change bill. For real? Yes. So this was the most insidious thing about the whole thing. That already exists. And it starts in 2022. And somebody's got to warn all the drug dealers. Well, hold on. That's the thing. Is like They just want their taste with that one. So That's not actually... So like it's like they're not asking you where and what the money was for. They're just asking you to report it. But that's going to make all of those things a massive pain in the ass to use. Well, I mean, this is Etsy and eBay, right? So this is like, you know, the the peer-to-peer selling. It's the payment apps. Yeah? Yes. I know because I found out from a guy who does art that that's the actual issue. So if you receive... If you receive... Anybody, if you make money, stand-up comedy, selling weed, selling heroin, selling pussy, any of these things. This is going to be a fucking problem, dude. 
already is a problem. If it's passed, I thought this was being legislated. Well, this is the bank account thing, which is also which is kind of worse in some ways. The actual bank account thing. That's what's Wait, crazy. so Venmo's already been cleared. Yeah. The Venmo PayPal what the cash fuck? out has already been cleared. I thought that was still being litigated. No. That How do these motherfuckers get away with this? They put it into a climate change bill. What the fuck is a climate change bill? There's all sorts of sh- fucking Dude, they <sighs> well, well, we talked about it on this show before. The, all right, the way they passed the thing that... Remember when Party Poker got shut down? You're a poker yeah, yeah. guy. We've talked about this. That was a port security bill, which is an addendum added to a port security bill. You can't not vote for the port security bill a year after 9-11, right? Mm. Fucked over illegal gambling. So that's what they do. So that's happening. But with this thing, with this IRS proposal, this is... I have not talked to one person that thinks this is a good idea... But again, I'm seeing zero posting about it. And it's incredibly insidious. Like, think about it this way. Let's say your favorite president is going to be one of the, in the last 20 years, going to be one of the two guys I uh, name. Let's say your favorite president was Barack Obama, correct? Not sure. You, but just if it was. If, if your favorite president was Barack, Barack Obama uh, went up against the establishment after being a community organizer, he didn't come up with like a ton of money. Barack Obama had money growing up, but it wasn't insane, right? Um, <clears throat> now, if they want to kibosh his fucking run against Hillary Clinton, now, you'd think the Clintons probably have some sort of pull at the IRS. All of these records exist, but nobody's ever processing them until they need to. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of a presidential campaign, Barack Obama is jammed up with a tax charge, which has no statute of limitations. Fast forward eight years. Let's say your favorite president of the last 20 years is Donald J. Trump. No way that's fucking happening. Right? It's the same fucking thing. They just jam you up with a charge in the middle of your fucking shit. Like, they can just do that now. It's not the spying. The spying is not the problem. This is a weapon to squash dissent is a fucking disgusting possibility of this bill. I'm making jokes and I'm fucking around, but this shit is fucking gross. Agreed. It's disgusting. And no, I don't think enough people are fucking talking about this. And it's fucking weird to me that nobody could see this shit as insane and fuck. And the Venmo thing? Look... Yeah, they're not going after all you, and then and they're all all these media outlets, these mainstream media outlets. The mainstream media is going, "Oh no, you guys are being crazy conspiracy theorists." It's like, no, I'm actually just saying the stuff that's in the fucking bill. That's fucking terrifying. That power that the government now has is fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's not great. It's super not good. Pretty Mike. infuriating. Yeah. How the fuck else? Look, I get it. People are probably listening to this going, Chris, you're upset because you want to purchase drugs and not have to worry about it. Yes, that's where I'm at. Which is, I'll be honest, where most of the listeners are at. Sure. But also, you want to be able to like, tu- you want to be able to tutor somebody. Like, You want to be able to like pay a guitar tutor and know that he's not getting fucked over because it's his side job that he works nine to five. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I want to go pay my art teacher so that he can keep making comics, which is his... You know what I mean? Like, it's like, when I was taking art classes, I want to be able to pay that guy under the table for private tutoring. I want to be able to play, pay my jujitsu coach for a private lesson. I know he's not getting banged in the head. 
It's not a lot of money. Like, American society is kind of predicated on the fact that we all kind of know that we're committing some crimes. Sure, I mean... I mean, look, just in general, it is. The Tea Party, motherfucker. We ain't here without committing crimes. Forget that. Why are you mad at... Why is anybody mad at for-profit prisons? Uh, Because the only reason... Why anybody? The only reason why anybody's truly mad at for-profit prisons is because we know that ninety percent of the reasons people get locked up are bullshit. American society is predicated on the fact that we kind of need some crime. It's kind of different than every other country in the world that way. We need some crime, and if that crime is just fucking over the government a little bit, so we can all have a little bit more and fucking stimulate the greatest economy the fucking world has ever known. That's fucking fine. Yes or no? Yes. Good. Have I made my point? Uh, yeah, these guys are scumbags. Good. Fuck the government, all of them. They suck dick. If you're a fucking person that was mad about Trump's tax cuts and those deductions and you posted an Instagram story about that and you're not posting about this, you're a hypocrite and I think you should fucking die unless you post that story right now. Also, make sure you mention me. Moving on. I got a little worked up there, Mike. I just also want to say, Ralph said it's cool if we stay late. He said that. I have the text. Mm, suspect. Okay, I believe it. All right, moving on. <laughs> well, Chris, we're going to stay here later. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, maybe thank some of our friends for giving us the time to do so? The good people at Blue Chew, you mean? Sure. We'll go with those first. Trust me, I got another thing for the other people. Uh, the good people at Blue Chew, you know who Blue Chew is, Mike? Uh, yeah, they're that online pharmacy, right? Fuck yeah, they're an online pharmacy. You know what they do? They provide you with chewable tablets. Ooh, I like to chew. Yeah, I don't like those touching tablets where you just touch them. It's just a big phone. That's stupid. I like a chewable tablet. Uh-huh. And uh, I prefer those You're talking about an iPad? Yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chewable tablets are no, They're better, not for chewable sure. at all. Those things are not chewable at all. They look like a candy bar. But they're not a candy bar, Mike. All accurate. Um, so these chewable tablets, they have uh, tridilafenol and sidilafenol, which is the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. And here's the thing about those ingredients. They make your dick super hard, dude. Oh, yeah? Super. Like, you see this beer can, Mike? How hard? Yeah. This is how fucking hard my dick is when I take sidilafenol a little, when I chew it up. I'm rum, 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 And that's the thing about, che- here's the thing about chewing it, Mike. When you chew something, you, you ma, 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 and then it fucking creates more surface area. And then when your enzymes in your stomach fucking react on it, it can hit your bloodstream faster. You don't wait for a fucking pill to dissolve. Who the fuck knows how? I know it takes seven years for gum to dissolve in your stomach. So right. That's definitely a fact that somebody said to me some at some point. And I don't want to wait that long for my dick to get hard. Seven years without a heart on? That's crazy. That's far too long. That's far too long. Instantly, not instantly, but sooner with chewable tablets. And here's the thing. You go online, you fill out a little thing. They take your fucking uh, ID and and then they send you a first month of tablets completely free. You're going to pay $5 for shipping. You go to bluechew.com and use the promo code GOON. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is GOON and you're going to get that first month free, and just pay $5 for shipping. It's going to come into a... For shipping? Yeah, just for shipping in a super discreet package. 
So everybody's going to think you're pretty cool. Like it looks like like it looks like you're getting like microfilm from the CIA or some shit. You know what I mean? It's fucking discreet packaging, bro. You know what's not going to be a discreet package? That dick, son. <laughs> be rock hard, son. Use bluechew.com promo code is goon. Get that first month free. Just pay $5 shipping. Moving on. What's this thing about Eddie Winslow dating a tranny? Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just about it. So uh, this chick, um, Eddie Winslow. Um, yeah, this chick. Uh, she's one of the biggest transgender stars in the world, right? You look at this here. Um, it's Bailey J. No, 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 no. Um, is it the chick from Sydney? Orange is the New Black? No, uh, maybe Sydney Star. This chick here. Hold on, Google Imager, because I don't know who that is. That's a big old butt. I mean, yeah, it's, that looks like an attractive lady in that picture. That's fair. Um, damn, the name of that website was giantfreak.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're saying that Eddie Winslow's a giant freak for fucking that chick? Must be. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh this I don't. Is, I have no idea who this uh, lady is, uh, but that is a good-looking trans woman. So she was on a show called Love and Hip Hop. She claimed that she uh, hooked up with the rapper Chingy. I believe was her like original claim to at fame. the Holiday Inn. Uh, yeah, she she later admitted that that was not actually the case. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, hold on. That one picture with the pigtails not good. The pigtails? Where's the pigtails? Right uh, there. Yeah, I mean, it's less than great, but like... But it seems like she's lost some weight since then. I mean, you can only see like the... You know, you're basing the weight on like just her shoulders. It could just be a rough angle. Hmm. You're right. A lot of the... I mean, I can't tell how I feel about this. I mean, well, I feel like it's fine. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Does she have a cock? I don't know. Hmm. Pre or post-op. <laughs> What was the name of his uh, other show with uh, Eddie Griffin? Eddie Winslow? Had Malcolm one. and Eddie. Mm. Wait, what? That was, uh, yeah. Because his name was Malcolm, and then Eddie Griffin's name Holy was Holy shit, there was a show called Malcolm and Eddie. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Ed and Eddie, but then I was like, no, you were just thinking of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Well, that's Malcolm Jamal Warner, which I don't think is... Oh, no, those are two different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just <laughs> That's being... Theo from, uh, that's Theo Huxtable. Was Malcolm and Eddie. What has Eddie Winslow done since Family Matters? <sighs> he fucked this tranny. Yeah, I mean, that's a... that's. I should probably stop saying tranny, I guess. Trans woman? It's just... It's way more fun the other way. I don't understand Ooh, me and why him it's share a birthday. I don't even... I think they're fine. I mean, like, most of those pictures, if she walked in, I'd be like, I'd smash. Yeah. But well, then that one weird shoulder pick. Yeesh. A rough one, but everybody has a rough day. I mean, I can show you some pictures of my chick in my in my phone. She's not happy that I have, because you know, some everybody has a rough day. True. Um. All right. So he his breakout was uh Family Matters. Yeah. Obviously, right. Uh, he did a guest. He did one episode of Moesha, one episode of City of Angels. He was in a show called Freedom. One episode. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Seems uh, like he shows up in things because they're just like, if we throw Eddie Winslow in this, <laughs> people will be like, hey, Eddie Winslow's in a thing. So uh, he went on to do a show called Freedom, 
Um, he, he did was, the show. He was the lead. He was main cast in Freedom and Kingpin. He did an episode of Kingpin, Girl... Kingpin, the movie? No. The they team. made a show about that? No, it was a different kind of Kingpin. Oh, is it about Bumpy Johnson? Is that that show? No, it's something about Mexican drug lords. Eh. Yeah. Um, Dr. Vegas. I would like to see a show about the leader of all of the bowling pins called Kingpin. That'd be pretty fun. I would watch that. That seems like a delightful romp. Um, the whole family. That could be fun, for sure. He was on an episode of Rizzolian Isles. Uh, One episode. He was recurring cast on Anger Management. Okay. That's uh, a show that nobody watched. Yeah. I mean, he played a uh, he played a character by the name of Patrice in the show Soul Man. Um, what the hell is Soul Man about? I don't know. Is it- It's a Cedric the Entertainer show. Hmm. I remember, wasn't there a movie... Where Dan Aykroyd became a black guy called Soul Man? Maybe. Do you look that up? Because that seems like a better use of our time than talking about Eddie Winslow fucking this transvestite. <laughs> Are you allowed to say transvestite? Is that that's not a proper word anymore either, right? Is that does that have a meaning? So I think the I think that Why was did a- we used to see that? Just because of Rocky Horror? Okay. So there was a Dan Aykroyd uh TV series by the name of Soul Man, but I don't think he became a black dude in that. Mm. There is a movie called Watermelon Man. <laughs> Have we talked about the show movie Watermelon Man on the podcast before? I don't know. Can you pull up the trailer for the movie Watermelon Man? <laughs> yes, I can pull up the trailer for the movie. I think it's Mario Van Peebles' dad. And he plays like a stuck-up white guy who becomes a black guy. No, isn't Mario Van Peebles just oh, looks like Mario Van Peebles? See who the star of Watermelon Man is. Pretty sure it's Mario Van Peebles. No. It's like Isaac Van Peebles or something. It's his dad. No. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I'm Googling right here. Watermelon Man, 1970 American uh, comedy film directed by Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah. That's Mario Van Peebles. Let's watch the trailer. Whoa, Watermelon whoa, Man. whoa, whoa. Where is that noise coming from? I don't know, but I'm feeling it. I'm not. What the hell? Oh, okay. I got it. What okay. the fuck was that, Mike? So I had that uh, episode of uh, Believe You Me open to show you the thumbnail and the... Oh, uh, I see. That show that you're so proud that you're co-host of. The it. premiere timer just started. Yeah, okay, so that's, uh, that's what just, happened let's, let's watch the trailer to Watermelon Man. And I'll tell you this. This is the first transracial thing. Ready? Yeah. They all hate him. He's, even the white people hate him because he's such a stuck-up white asshole. And he hates black people a lot. But that's clearly a black guy. Well, yeah. But he's, he's starting off being a white guy who hates everything. Who hates that? black people? Yeah. This is almost... This, this is just the first scene of the movie, by the way. Whoa. Winner and still undefeated, folks. Pay some respectful homage, please. Fair, please. Arrogant, arrogant. They're all arrogant. They're all arrogant. You see that? In the good old days, back in the old South, you'd have to drive from back here. <laughs> Get it? Back of the bus? Wait, is he a white guy? He's supposed to be a white guy who's insufferably racist. And then he becomes a black man overnight. Wait, did people really used to have those little... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, when I was home? cleaning out my uncle's house in Mill Basin, they had one in the back. And I was like, you guys actually bought this? And he was just like, eh. Did it work? No. The belt that just rubs your, rubs your flap? No. It's like those things that just shock your stomach now and they give you abs. Look, his ass is black, Mike. <laughs> it's just a very... You know... Wait, who was it? Was there a rapper that recently... Did you send me something where a rapper recently said that uh, Rachel Dolezal was a hero? What? Did you not send me this? I don't think that was me. Maybe it was Ben. Um, fucking... Oh, Rihanna praises Rachel Dolezal. I think she was a bit of a hero. Yeah, I want to know about that. I forgot about this. Well, as long as we're talking about trans things, because I don't feel like Eddie Winslow could fuck that trans lady all he wants. Fuck her in her butt. I, if she has a pussy, I guess use that. If not, I guess take a dock. I'm sure one of them's unclipped, right? Um, for certain. I mean, it's a 50-50 shot. Right? All right, let's see. Let's let's find out about this Rihanna thing, and then we'll move on. Um. Okay, let's see here. Uh, when Dolezal first made headlines this summer after the NAACP was out of being white, no one seemed quite sure what to make of Dolezal's curious narrative. Um, da, 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 culture and career celebrating. Um, then Vanity Fair's Lisa Robinson sat down with Rihanna for the magazine's November cover story. The pop star revealed a singulatory, celebratory opinion of Dolezal. I think it's a bit of a hero because she kind of flips society a little bit. Robinson, uh, wow. It is, is it such a horrible thing that she pretended to be black? Black is a great thing. I think she legit changed people's perspective a bit and woke people up. Just like that movie, The Watermelon Man, that I just told you about with Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll change people's minds. Dude, I made my, I would like just put it on at my boy's house one night. Everybody got so mad at me. Why? I don't know. It was hilarious to me. Just like, Rihanna, dude, if Rihanna does a song with Rachel Dolezal, who has an OnlyFans, do you know this? Yes, 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 yes. She's yes. selling feet pics. Rachel Dol- like, did we already talk about this on the show? Rachel Dolezal OnlyFans? Yeah. I don't know. It, Dude, it's crazy to me that she has one of those. Is it hot? <laughs> I mean, I haven't like, seen, she at least I haven't show seen any leaks on any of the subreddits that show... OnlyFans leaks. Hmm. All right, let's see. If I, I doubt can... she's sucking dick on there. Huh. I don't know why I want to watch that. She's not an attractive lady. I mean, did you see the fucking uh, boudoir calendar she did? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back to that. Oh, for sure we're bringing this up. Is she, she look good in it? Um, you tell me. Actually, here's a great bit. Let's compare her calendar to picture that hot tranny, transvestite lady, tra- trans woman. Fuck, I'm just so bad at this once I get drunk. And it's not on purpose. I really would say trans woman because I feel bad for them. I feel bad that they have to go through that. Like, that is fucking brutal. Okay, so here is the calendar. I mean, that's not terrible. None of these are great. They're all very far away pictures. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let's let's throw this out there. So 
Eddie Winslow's getting a lot of shit from some of, uh, I'm going to assume, the black gossip sites, right? A fair bit. Your, your bossups. Yes. Your jetmagazine.coms. Mm-hmm. Right? What was the one that you had him on, Freak of the Week? <laughs> Biggiantfreak.com. Big giant freak. Yeah. He was being featured on Biggiantfreak.com, which I assume is the people that used to run Freaknik or something. Um, now, let's look at a picture of that lady real quick. Okay. Obviously, pull up the attractive picture, Mike. Don't oh. make me look like an asshole here. Oh, yeah. I mean, she is. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I just typed in Eddie Winslow girlfriend, and his girlfriend from the show came up. Oh, let me see her again. I don't remember even what she looked like. I was like, damn, that trans person is hot. Whoa. Right? Where's she been? Uh, probably getting old. She yeah. also played a character by the name of Greta on uh, Full that sounds, House. That sounds kind of old. Or Family Matters. Yeah. Um, all right, so Sydney Starr is the woman's name. And, uh, yeah, I mean. I just want to compare back to back her and Rachel Dolezal's bourgeois photos. And what's the better trans? Tra- uh, oh, come on now. I mean, there's, there's so much more photo. Can we just admit? I mean, that one is. Yeah, all right, that's a little obvious, but that doesn't look that bad. That's not bad. I'm just saying there's way more... Oh, wait, no, that's Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were showing me a before and after. But even in the picture of the two of them together, right? It's better... There's less photo trickery in the photo of the trans man. Trans woman. Trans woman, sorry. Uh... There's less fo- photo trickery in the trans woman photos than there is in the Rachel Dolezal trying to look hot. Who do you think the market for the Rachel Dolezal calendar is? Can't be white guys. Could it be black guys? Who is it for? I mean, is it just a specific? I want to know the demographic of dude who likes the white chick who aggressively attempts to look another race. And I want to talk to them. If you have a friend like that who likes that, I don't care what color they are, I will do a one-hour interview with them. Yeah? I I assume I can get an hour out of that. I'd be shocked if you couldn't. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a great broadcaster, Mike. Uh-huh. I'm fantastic. Yes, you are. I mean, this segment's kind of... Really hitting the wall, but let's move on. You think? I don't know. I don't know. I try, I'm trying to go somewhere with it. I mean, we brought up the we you know we brought up transgender watermelon man transgender versus transracial. It's a great segment right there. Transgender versus transracial. Fuck, that is a great. If they they got to really bring back deadliest warrior. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that last week with the fucking. <laughs> Adam Wattman versus the fucking don't give a fuck motherfuckers. Dude, they really got to just bring it back. Transracial versus transvestite. Versus transgender. Transgender. Is it transsexual? No, it's transgender. Or transgender. Chris, how are you so bad at this? I'm drunk. <laughs> All right, so it's transracial versus transgender, deadliest warrior. Now, I assume transgender can use their cock and be like, get over here, like Scorpion. Right. But transracial can't do that. 
Right, but transracial though, right? They're going to have a good have, credit score. That's their that's their fatality. No, nah, they're going to they, have they pile on debt on you. They're going to have plenty of makeup all over their skin, so when you try to throw that dick as like the get over here, oh, the smoke will come out like gonna, smoke. Yeah, it's going to slip off. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be a whole to do. Holy so. shit. That will be the best segment on Deadliest Warrior 2021. I mean, it's honestly going to be the best Deadliest Warrior since the IRA fought the Taliban. IRA versus the Taliban. They They actually did that one. That was one of my favorites. That's pretty sweet. Dude. IRA won. I mean, that makes sense. They kind of created... Dude, the IRA kind of invented the Taliban. That's something that people don't talk about. I mean, you know, got to respect your elders, homie. They, they probably were the better at it. You know what I mean? They were doing it longer in right. a place where they should have been easily, more easily dominated. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they had an island. Like, they were an island versus, uh, you know, like mainland. But versus a very close island. Sure. But they're still you still need boats to get to them. Yeah, I and guess. And then add to that the... Uh, you probably get from England to island on a jet ski. People have done it. People, somebody actually got arrested for doing it during the pandemic. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to fly drones of Plan B over uh, from Northern Ireland to regular Ireland. That's hysterical. When abortion was still legal a few years ago. They, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, the IRA, sure. I don't know. The Taliban got their whole country, though. Ireland only got half, so. The yeah, IRA no. only got half, so I, I got to say the took Taliban. took longer, though. No. I mean, the IRA were fighting yeah. the English for... 80, Longer than years? the Taliban were fighting the Americans. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, true, that's true. How That was 80 years? I don't know. I mean, the, the black and tans were, I mean, well, there was the IRB, there was the I, then, like, you know, Michael Collins really led up the IRA, and that well, was... Well, that's who, Michael Collins invented the terror cell. Kinda, yeah. Not kind of. He fucking rules. <laughs> Michael Collins invented the terror cell. I mean, sure. I like how this whole... I mean, that's a transracial thing, right? Because the, uh, the Taliban's all acting... They're Pretty all, Irish. They're all acting very Irish. <laughs> what are you going to do? Moving on. Oh, shit. <clears throat> There's an article that came out about weed that I want to talk about, Mike. <sighs> what? Do we have time for this? Yeah. It's, I told you, Ralph said it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, it's 12... All right, whatever, fine. Do you need to get out of here? Yes. Okay, well, you're going to have to cut this part out. Moving on. <laughs> we'll just talk about one other thing. We can do this next week. Okay. Rebel Wilson is fat. No, she's not. Why is she not fat? Because uh, she spent a year making healthy choices. I did that, and I lost some weight, too. Right, so Rebel Wilson like kind of just made the decision. She said she was going to take all of 2020, starting in January before the pandemic, and just focus on like not using food as a coping mechanism. She's gone from this, which is so much fatter than Meg, by the way. So much fatter than... Look at that. First of all, that was something we were talking about off the air. Still, I'm sticking my, to it. My friend Meg is a fatter... Our than friend Meg. <laughs> I've hung out with her once or twice, right? She's not that fat. That's fair. Never in has the, been. In the belly. Never will be. She also won't dress that way. Okay, regardless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, this is her in 2017. This is her in 2020. So she spent the year. She says that she, um, you know, decided to not use food as a coping mechanism anymore. Uh, you know, she wasn't going to find solace in a bowl of ice cream. It mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, she was 
Well, I'll tell you this. I broke myself with some of those. I'll tell you this right now. Like, uh, I could put this down anytime, this booze. Anytime, Mike, I could put it down. Food is the harder addiction because you need food. Right. So it was like it was about... Um, oh, you seem like you really believed in me there. No, I mean, you know, you were barely boozing during the pandemic, apparently. I Yeah, I was not boozing. Um, but he, that's the thing is like, but that I broke, that was the thing that before the pandemic, I, I, I talked about this recently on the show, where it's like I would be in places and just snack on things because I'm nearby. Like right now, near here, do you know how many things there are to snack on around even this late? Uh, plenty. Yes. And like, but like, if you got those things that are in your brain, I used to do that. I would associate it with, oh, I just finished the show. I deserve to go to like Noodle Town and I'll get some pork over rice. Right. Or something like that. And because I'm nearby, when's the next time I'm going to be here? I'm in this room five times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, and I would do that when I was working at the strip and I was there four times a week. I would go get a cheeseburger afterwards because a good cheeseburger place nearby. Right. Like, it was just like, so I get that she did that. Now, what is the, why is this a story? So what she said was, this was the quote that I thought was interesting. She said, I had four movies come out in 2019, but I've gotten more press over the last two weeks for my weight loss than I did for that entire year. I don't know if that's true, but I believe it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anytime a fat celebrity gets skinny, it's massive. Particularly a woman. Yeah. I mean, I guess Chris Pratt did it and like people were like, oh shit. Yeah, but he got, like, jacked. She just, like, became a regular person. Yeah, she's pretty hot now. Let me say again. Well, she that's another thing about why she would get a lot of press for that is because everybody kind of was like, I bet she'd be hot if she was skinny for years. And that's where I was at with him when I was like, oh, she lost some weight? Okay, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Now all you gotta no do, ass now. Now all you got to do is clip some uh, p- uh, clothespins to her back to hold it all in place while you're fucking her in the front. And then you have to rotate those clothespins to the front when you're fucking her from behind. Actually, if you're fucking her from behind, it'll just hang. Yeah, that works. It'll, sm- it'll smooth itself out. Yeah. The, you, uh, you could fluff it out. Like, you know when you put a top sheet on the bed? before nah, you tuck I, it I don't fuck with top sheets, but yeah, sure. You're a gross man, Mike. Um, <laughs> top sheet's supposed to keep your dense skin cells off of your comforter. Whatever, Mike. I know you got to get out of here, but let's talk a little bit more about Rebels. What is there to talk about? Nothing. You wanted to talk about this. I mean, I just thought that was interesting. Like a chick being like, you know, I I put out four fucking movies, right? Where you're supposed to have a publicist and agents and all this other shit covering you. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, hey, I don't remember getting any of that coverage for my movies, but I did lose a ton of weight. What were the movies? They were. I mean, I'll look them up. Yeah, was one of them the movie? I want to say a fake rom com movie, like a spoof. Oh yeah, I think I think wasn't Jay in that? I have no idea. Was she also in the? She's in a. I couldn't tell you a single Rebel Wilson movie. Pitch Perfect. I know that's the one. Once you said it, I was like. I literally was about to be like, I know she's in one super famous movie, and she was the hot blonde fat chick in it. Well, I mean... When she was like 19, right? Well, she fucked... Uh, what's his name? Adam Child. Adam whatever that guy's name is. Adam Devine. I don't know who that is. He, he had like a show on Comedy Central, Adam Devine's house party. He uh, he did... Um, so, I mean, he He just, was in that movie. He just acted like... He, he. She fucked him in the movie, or she fucked him in real life? In the movie. Oh. 
Okay, so the movies were The Hustle, a uh, movie co-starring Anne Hathaway. Uh, isn't it romantic that, uh, you know, knockoff uh, rom-com you were talking about? Okay. Jojo Rabbit, which was actually great. and I uh, saw that. I liked that a lot. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, that was a good oh, movie. Oh, she was great in that. She was excellent in that movie. What was the part she played? She was like the fat chick who is uh, like... She was um, in the office? Yeah, she works in the office, and she would always be like, Jojo! Yeah. Oh, Jojo! And then, yeah. like, at the end, she's, like, coming through with, like, a rocket launcher to give to Jojo or some shit. Well, why would she... First of all, that's a supporting role. Like, obviously, like, she's not going to get the press for Jojo Rabbit. Scarlett Johansson is... Regardless, it was the fact that she was in four movies. Okay. I mean, cat. She was in fucking Cats. <laughs> oh, I... Okay. Who the fuck watched that? Whatever. She also had two starring vehicles. What were they? Isn't it romantic in The Hustle? What is who the fuck cares about any of those? You know what? You're right. The most important thing she's done in the last four years is lose all that fucking weight, fatty. Well, and also the fact that she like fixed her. It's not like she did it in a gross way. She fixed her fucking self. Yeah, that's a, that's an inspirational tale. That's fucking great. You should be getting press for that. You should be getting press for being more than just a fucking lady in a movie. More so than making isn't it fucking romantic or the hustle. Isn't it romantic was her being trapped in a rom-com? Yeah, yeah. And it was all shitty rom-com jokes. Yeah. But yeah, that's not a good idea for a movie. And it was done better by Amy Poehler. Sure. You know that movie? No. There's an Amy Poehler movie. Pull it up. <sighs> I know you want to leave, I but I want people so to know bad. the name of this movie. It's a good movie, Mike. I'll be honest. You're going to go home. You're going to watch this movie. Mike, I guarantee you this Amy Poehler rom-com spoof, you will love this movie. How am I supposed to know? I'm on her IMDb. You tell me which one it is. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I watched it in my check. It was super funny. Google Amy Poehler. <laughs> being a real fucking prick. You know that? You're being a real <laughs> fucking prick. Look, just leave the show a rating and review on iTunes. They came together. Th- that's it. They came together. Rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, all the places you find podcasts. Notes, for Notes of a Goon, not they came together. That probably is also a podcast. But you follow me uh, at Chris from BKLY on Twitter Instagram. <laughs> follow Mike, the new host of the BYM podcast with the two mics. That's what they call it. They call it the two mic podcast. At DM Harrington. Follow me at DM Harrington them on all Harrington social platforms. And them Harrington. Yeah, and check out BYM, a show where my host, uh, the, the other person who I work with on that show, doesn't hate me. What? I don't hate you. <laughs> what is this? What are we doing right now? <laughs> I clearly have someone waiting on me, and you're being a prick. <laughs> who is it? Who do you think? Oh, uh, good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die.
Say goodbye 